What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Mad Talk Sports, episode number 28, with your hosts, both Joe and Drake. That's right. The gang is back together. Episode 28, just in time for, Drake, ready for it, Adrian Peterson episode. One of the goats. One of the goats. But yeah, it's it's good to be back, back together again, a couple a couple really good weeks, though we were mixing it up a little bit. Some very special guests that carried us through. Special shout out to Fur and XP. But here we are, back to back to Mopey and Draco for for Mad Talk. Yeah, definitely. Both of us, both guests were very good. I definitely want to have them both back on here with with both of us here because I think we could have some really nice discussions with all of us. I agree. Um, but yeah. Like you said, shout out to to Fern XP holding it down while we both took a week off. I guess much needed, but you know we're back at it and we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. So, so Joe, what's on the agenda for episode number twenty eight for Adrian Peterson's episode today? The agenda, you know, you wouldn't think end of June that there's a lot to talk about, but you'd be wrong because we got a lot to dive into in the NBA. We've got some analysis to do as we really get into the full swing of this offseason here. We've already seen some great moves that we'll talk about. We do have the return of some fan favorite games as well. It's been a while for really either of them, so I'm glad to bring those back here this week. And then we got, you know, we're getting closer to football. We got some football to talk about. We're almost there as far as training camp and everything. So some stuff to start to dive into. We're excited to go. Yeah, well, NBA news. What do we got? Well, not first on the books. Too much stuff happened, but. I don't know. Well, not a lot's happened. Stuff. A lot has been said. <laughs> Such and... as James Harden. Oh yeah, that's a that's a fresh one. That one's new, Mister. Uh, he's he's leaving another team. Yep, he's picking up his player option with the intention of working together with the Sixers for a sign and trade deal. So, Drake, kick us off. What? How do you feel about this news? What What are your initial kind of surface level thoughts? I mean, initial thoughts without seeing anything else is just it's just another hardened move you know like we've been we've been seeing it and I, I dude I don't even know man like I want to be like is hardened even that good enough anymore to be trying to bounce around like this but I think he just wants to be the guy like always and dude I don't know but I don't I don't think it's a good move to try and leave Philly because I think, you know, him and Joel Embiid could could have built something at least is what I think because that's just the pick. I just keep seeing it as in like the pick and roll could have been awesome, but it just didn't work. And I don't know if James Harden's really going to work with another superstar. I think he's more of a play on a scrub team and just go yeah. do what you do and you know, go join the Rockets again, like XP said, and just make his money and call it a day. But I don't know. It's pretty yeah. much all I got with with that, with what I what I see and feel about it. I don't like it at all. Like, 
I don't like that he's moving on again. It, it, to me, this just says he doesn't really care all that much about winning or winning the the quote unquote right way as far as like sticking with the team getting through the growing pains and then getting on top after that overcoming the 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 hurdle like running through the mountain instead of running around the mountain and moving on somewhere else when as soon as things aren't as rosy as you were hoping so i at least hope he goes somewhere relevant to where you know we could still see and talk about harden because he is a great player and you know he is you know someone you'd rather see you know, continue to to play well and, and continue to be such a great player in this league, but I don't want to see him on the Rockets. I, you know, yes, I with the the Rockets. Did XP guarantee they were making the play in? He said if they got James Harden, they would make. He didn't the play say in. in general. No, he didn't say in general. Well, yeah, if they get Harden, I'd say they make the play in. Like they might not make the actual I, tournament, but they'd be all right. I agree, and. When he was saying it, I thought he was just saying that the Rockets in general—that's how I'm going to be a play-in team. And I was, I was like, eh, I don't think so. You never but know. Maybe the Udoka effect. Oh, I mean, that's true. Aha, I forgot about that. Huh? But I mean, they're young. Who knows? But like I said, I just think James Harden has the most success when he, like, he was a amazing player on the Rockets obviously and it it kind of feels like he I don't want to say fell off but it just seems like he hasn't been as relevant when he's played on like the Nets and and the Sixers so and his game really you can tell it's like that that it's that iso iso ball is what his he's known for basically and I yeah. agree I wouldn't want to see him on like a scrub team just playing ball but i would like to see him in the playoffs but i just don't i don't know if that's what he wants like does he even want to win at this point you know like he threw a fit in brooklyn and you know the 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 76ers wasn't like a complete letdown like it's it they could have had something to build off of there but he's running yeah. away again so does he yeah. want to win or does he just want to put up triple doubles and make his money Maybe he might. He did force his way out of Houston, though. Like people kind of forget about that. Like things didn't end all that great for him over there. Like he didn't want to play with them with a scrub team that was rebuilding. Yeah, it, but but then like with what like Patrick Beverly said, or was it who was it? Someone said on like an interview that just the the culture there and the way that they treated players and everything just wasn't good all around in the front office up there too. So. Right. Well, so with that hardened news, on the flip side, we should kind of talk about where we think that might happen. Uh, honestly, like, yeah, like if it is the Rockets, like that's probably what, like a combination of like, they got to, you know, they got to give something back. Like they're, what are they going to give up their best young player and maybe some picks on top of that for Harden, like for the Rockets, does that move even make sense? Absolutely not. That would be like giving up Jalen Green or well, he is their best player. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. That wouldn't happen. Absolutely not. And then for like Especially the sixth side, Harden. why would they want to do that either? Yeah. I don't think he's going to the Rockets. No, I don't. I mean, if he was going to be a, a free agent, I could see it. Right, exactly. 
But sign and trade? Not, I don't think so. Yeah. Because what – for a player like Harden, the Sixers are going to want, like, Jalen Green or a Kevin Porter Jr. Or, you know, I don't know who else is over there. They'd but, want both, you know. They'd want multiple yeah. guys for Harden. Now – And I wouldn't do that. What if – if you were the the Sixers and you got a call from the Bulls and they said, hey, we'll give you DeRozan and a role player for, for Harden, would you do that? Probably. I mean, depends on who the role player is. Like Alex Caruso or? Yeah, for argument's yeah. sake, let's say Alex Caruso. I mean, I'd – or like a Pat Bev or something. Like, I mean, I'd probably do it, yeah. Would you do it if you were the Bulls? Probably not, no. <laughs> no, we wouldn't want to see if a Levine Harden combo could work. No. I mean too ball dominant. <laughs> I I don't know what I don't know what the Bulls problem is. Like Dude. But talking about Levine, it all day DeRozan and with Bulls yeah, fans. I think I think the I think Levine DeRozan and Vucevic are like that's a solid trio. Solid trio to do what? Be the seven seed? Dude. Well you don't like Vucevic, so no, he's fine. He's fine. He's just not great. He's probably like the eighth best center in the league, so he's pretty decent. But I mean, eighth best, and then which one do you who do you who do you not think is a, a good leader, Levine or DeRozan? Neither, but either way, I don't think they fit well together. They don't fit well together. I mean, I could. I see like that them individually, or... but as as yeah. a duo, I don't like it. I mean. So, you, but you would rather build off of Levine than DeRozan. Like you would want to. Yeah, DeRozan. he's younger. He's going to be a more valuable piece in the future. Well, because what other options are out maybe there? Maybe I, maybe trip? I'd do it for hard. Uh, so what? What if the Lakers call you and say we'll give you D'Angelo Russell and uh, Jared Vanderbilt for for Harden? Do you do that? Not if I'm the the Sixers. Not if you're the Sixers. No, I mean, yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm ex- I'm excited to see like who does it. I mean, maybe the nah. I wouldn't say the Grizzlies would make a move. I don't know. Yeah, I the Clippers, really. The, I've seen the the that's that's who I've seen the Clippers. Um, <laughs> I don't know who the Clippers are. The um, the talk. Paul George, the, he's been talked about a lot lately. Yeah, but I think the – I don't know. I'm not seeing it from, like, reliable source, I don't think. But, it's tough. Who knows? There's no I, natural I, I did see that the the Clippers would – and, like, building a big three around Harden, and Kawhi, and, and Paul George because, like, they could – you know, they have Marcus Morris or, like – like if they did a package deal like a Norman Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, or like and Terrence Mann or Robert Covington, would you take that? As the Sixers, no. No. What if they the threw Sixers in a need another first round really pick? What if they threw in a first round pick? Yeah, that first round pick's probably like twenty twenty eight. The Clippers don't own any of their picks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know who's gonna Offer big for Harden. That's why I don't get the sign, the whole sign and trade sign and trade part of it. No, I don't. I don't get it either. 
But so I guess we'll kind of see. Well, I guess we'll obviously hear and, and see what might happen from there. Maybe it's something outrageous teams up with Luca and Dallas. Who knows? But let's pivot away from Harden and kind of see how things play out there. And I'll skip this one and go to the next one as it's a little bit more relevant. Speaking of, you know, these uh, these meetings or these potential trades, Kyrie Irving is meeting with the Suns. Drake, what do you think? I mean, I like it. If you remember last week, that's who I called he would go to if if the Mavs were going to, you know. Like I said, I don't – last week that I don't think that the – it'd be smart on the Mavs end, obviously, but – um, for him to go to the Suns, that's kind of like even what I see. Like I, I see that, you know, Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, KD, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, that's a – you look at it and you're like, that's a rough starting five. But talent-wise, that's, that's good. I mean, unless they gave up Ayton to the Mavs. You know, I don't, right. I don't know. So, I've been seeing that a lot but, lately, and I don't like it. Uh, eight into the Mavs or just giving eight up eight in general? Yeah. Because I, I like DeAndre, and I mean, I get the defensive side and and the attitude side, I guess. But you know, we've talked. I think that there could be a change this year, and I think you. You ride that one out, at least for this year. But I agree. What's the rush? Is is Kyrie's a free agent, I believe, right? Yeah. Or it would have to be a sign-in trade or one I don't has know. to, but teams do like to do that because they get like uh they get a they get some relief in terms of their cap hit. So teams like to do that on both sides. I always was like confused by that. I'm like, why would a team ever want to do a sign and trade if you're the team trading for them? But there's, you know, there's the cap hit part of it. So that's, uh, you know, it's interesting angle. So it might happen. Yeah. Well, I, like I said last week and I actually texted XP today when I seen that news and I was like, dude, I called it like, it just, it makes a lot of sense for the Suns to want Kyrie. I mean, after getting Beal, I don't know how, because you, you can't really start Booker, Beal, and Kyrie. Yeah, you'd be running pretty Unless small. they want to go small ball but and run KD at the four and Aiden at the five. If they yeah, still and let Beal. Jokic destroy so, them again. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. I mean, I feel like I like them, it from a, a book standpoint, but not from like probably a logistical standpoint. From the Sun standpoint, I think if they do that, they're – they're focusing on the wrong things. They're acting like they're they need to beat the Warriors when they need to beat the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets are clearly the best team in the conference. Yeah. We'll see how Bradley Beal changes things for the Suns, but in general, I I think the Nuggets would still be set up to to beat them head to head. And I don't even think that dude, I don't think the Suns can even afford Kyrie. Right. Unless Kyrie takes, like, a significant pay cut. I don't know about all but, that. <laughs> and they still don't have firepower, firepower this year, but they won't have defense or depth. Like, that That defense, defensive team, if Kyrie did go and they 
kept that lineup of Aiden at the five, Kyrie at the one, and, you know, two to four, that would be a terrible defensive team. Like, yeah, they might put up 120, 130, but so was the other team. So, I don't know. Yeah, they're being mighty aggressive. They are they are F them picks all the way into this thing with the moves that they've made. And, you know, they're all in. They're like, this is our team right now. We just went and got Kevin Durant last year. We just got Bradley Beal right now. Like, we are going all in, which I respect, you know, like, if you're going to if you're going to come in come in hot. So, I do I don't mind them swinging big. I just don't think the Kyrie one is the right fit for them. And on Kyrie's standpoint, I don't even know where he should go like if not the Suns. The Mavs, I guess should try to keep him because you know, you gave up all that for him. You may as well at least try if you can get the right contract. But if, it, if he's asking for a big, yeah. you know, big long-term deal, then I'm saying, you know, heck no, sorry, I'm fine with letting you leave. And then if he leaves, yeah, I guess uh, for me, it's it's Suns, it's it's Suns or Lakers. That that's I, I guess who I would see him actually going to. I mean, that's what that's what you got to, right? But neither, like I said, neither of those teams can afford it unless he wants to take a big pay cut. Yeah, and send like him you said, I don't see that. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be a. That would be an interesting recipe for disaster. Huge, honestly. but it would be so interesting. <laughs> I mean, like that'd be a great day team. Oh yeah, it would be like Zach Levine and Kyrie. Yep. Now speaking of good two K teams, a team that has always been a good two K team over the past really like almost 15, you know ten plus ten to fifteen years, ten years. Uh, the the Warriors, you know, big. Big splash move for them. They traded for Chris Paul, which is a little bit of old news by by this point, but still something we gotta we gotta address here because that's a that's a big deal for those who forget. You know, those those guys were rivals when Chris Paul was on the Clippers, when Chris Paul was on the Rockets. Like those guys were rivals. Yeah, and the <laughs> I just. You know, the me- the meme floated around again after he went there of him fake laughing at a Yep. Steve Kerr. Kerr and he he had a response to that he just said, you know, nothing was funny. So <laughs> I don't know. It is it's it's weird to see, but as far as the trade itself standpoint, how do you feel about that? Um not bad. You know, like you you got rid of Jordan Poole, which was something you needed to do. So not bad. I it's a it's a it's a solid move. I like it. I like the Warriors more today than I did before the move. Like I think this makes them a better team. Um, I don't know if it's the piece that gets them over the hump, but I think it makes them better. And then for the Wizards, I think that's a good you know good deal. Like the Bradley Beal deal seemed kind of silly, but. You know, getting Jordan Poole was back is not all that bad. You know, that gets butts in seats because he's going to be a nice scorer still. And maybe it'll be good for Jordan Poole to kind of be like the guy and just be able to hoist shots at will for a team that's not that good. And then they still got Kuzma, I think. So I don't hate it. it it's okay. You know, um, what the – I don't know who would be um, – but how would you feel if the move was right? Acquired, traded for uh, Jared Allen. 
That'd be a great move. That would, that, that then would be... I would say they are a legitimate top like three NBA team. Definitely. And then they have I don't to know give how up, they like, can make that happen, but Looney and yeah, Looney. I mean, Looney be... and one of their young guys like Kaminga or something. I would do it if the if the Cavs did it. I'd do it. I don't know if the Cavs would do that. I mean, I the reason I bring up Jared Allen is because that I've I've read that the Warriors are going to pursue him if the if the Cavs make him available for trade. Well, yeah, I mean that would be a great move for them. So. We'll see, but do you think that that do you think Chris Paul is going to start to get Steph Curry more off the ball looks and and plays, or do you think he's going to come off the bench and and give the the bench side of it a veteran guard and a, and a good player off there? I think he'll come off the bench, but I do think he'll still spend significant time where he's on the court with Steph Curry. Yeah, because. Step off the ball, Steph Curry is best, the best in, player the in the NBA, maybe yeah, best ever, 100%. honestly. Yeah, so if Chris Paul can be the point guard and you just got Steph Curry running around, like it's over with. It is like that would be lethal, especially if Clay can get back to Clay, you know, like that. That would be something. And they're calling a trade, Clay. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't I think, think they um, will. Too much loyalty. I think Draymond, smaller contract, and to give them room to make a, a splash for like a Jared Allen or a big guy, because a big guy is what they need. A player like Jared Allen, you know, like Looney's good; he's not bad, but you get a a big, a big, and they're in the they're once again in the in the talks, so. Or in the running. Yep. Yeah, it's I like it. <laughs> now, some some news. This is uh more of a rumor, more like expected. So Chris Middleton, you guys talked a lot about him last week. No one even mentioned the Bucks, but whatever. Middleton is expected to re-sign with the Bucks. At least that's the most recent report that's out there. Yeah, I mean figured. Figuring that's what was going to happen anyway. Right. Yeah, I just wanted you know. a new deal. But I mean, hey, he was involved in the head coaching search. Like, how can he not be back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I seen another thing that the the Kings are expected to make a run for him, though. Of course they are, as they should. So, it's a good pick. Yeah, and in my. My fantasy world where I was the GM, I was the Kings, and I went after him because that, that'd be a good fit. But obviously, best fit, stay in Milwaukee. That's, I see that's what's going to happen. I mean, originally, it's like he wanted the max deal. I think that's what the, the rumor was, but. Yeah, I wouldn't love a long-term max deal for Middleton. Like, if it was, like, a four-year max, uh, I wouldn't love it. If it was, like, a two- or three-year max, I think I could live with it. But, you know, obviously the most beneficial would be, like, a nice three-, four-year deal. That's not quite the max. What do you opt out of, like, $40 million? I think it was 35 30, 35 Okay. 
not terrible. No. But it, I don't know how much he wants or, you know, he's Honestly, I have no coming clue. off an injury. I think it's right. It should be realistic. A, yeah. Yeah. And it's I in his best interest to get a long-term would, deal. Yeah. And I don't know how much the Kings would give up, but I think that'd be, like I said, if I'm the, the Kings GM, I'm going after Chris Middleton for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should at least, at least poke your head in. So, so interesting. But then, you know, do you want him out there testing the waters with teams that have a little more cap space? You know, no. like, <laughs> so. No, if there's the a deal to be done, make like, it hey, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you the 40 million that you just declined there. Dang. Yeah, you never know. But let's uh let's revisit someone we poked into a little bit. So there is a report for Zach Levine. He's been linked to the the Miami Heat as a potential trade partner. A little out of the blue. I don't know if I fully buy into it or not. But but Drake, what are your thoughts on that rumor? I've he's another rumor that I've seen. Like they're you know they're teasing the Knicks and they're teasing the Heat and um. They were teasing with the Wizards, you know, before Bradley Beal went to the the Suns. So I think it's just a little a little tease, like, hey, we're gonna we're shopping our 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 future around, but I don't know. I don't think there's any truth to it. I think I think number eight will be in a in a Bulls jersey this year again. So Yeah, most likely. I would say so. Bulls stuck I mean, in again, stuck in the NBA middle. Just like, just like Harden, like, what are you going to, I mean, not just like Harden because Zach Levine has more, you know, more to him, but I don't know. I don't see, I don't, I don't see what a logical trade that the Bulls would take for him is. I mean, I don't know what the Bulls are doing, so I don't know, like. Clearly, they're not in win now, go all in mode, but they're not in the middle either. So, yeah. yeah. They're stuck in the middle. That's where they are. Mm. But I think that's where they'll stay for a little while as well. Um, so let's let's pivot over here and kind of take take a little break from rumored news and go briefly into one that did already happen. You know, with the Celtics, like you guys kind of talked about both versions of their trade last week, as far as the Brogdon version versus the Marcus, Marcus Smart version. And they, they got Chris Sapp still, they made it all work. And I don't know. I, we, we both kind of said we were out on the Celtics a couple episodes ago when they were playing the heat or actually it might've even been before then. And we said that as currently constructed, they, they couldn't win that they wouldn't win. But this is a significant shift. You know, Marcus Smart was there, you know, he was the third of their big three, and they replaced him essentially with uh with Chris Stapps Porzingis. So so Drake, do you think this is enough for them to get completely to the top of the mountain? They've been getting to the summit, they've reached the peak, but they can't look over the peak. Is this what it took to get there? I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far. Do I think they're going to compete next year? Yeah. I think um, 
if you do remember and recall, I said in multiple episodes talking about the Celtics, they need a, a good center. And I think they just went out and got one. I like Porzingis. I like what he can bring. I think we forget how good he was in New York because of that Mavs year. He was he was still good last year. You know, he wasn't New York Porzingis, but he was still good last year. Um, obviously, losing Marcus Smart, he was he was the player for them. But if Porzingis can still bring high high effort, high energy, um, I don't know who their starting point guard is right now. If it's White or what, but I think so. I think that I think it was a good trade. I like it. And I think that Porzingis, you know, he can he can shoot the three ball, and he he. It's not like his defense is is awful. He he gets some blocks and puts some contests up. So I like it. Do I like? Do I think that they're gonna this move is like oh they're gonna win the championship next year? No, but I think they can compete for sure. Yeah, I think so. It was a it was a big swing. I think it was a good swing. They're fully embracing, you know, having the the three point shooting squad out there because you know Porzingis can he can let them rip, he can let them fly. So they're fully diving into that mentality, and I've fully witnessed them being firing on all cylinders with their threes. And when they do that, you can't beat them. I, I you just can't. So that's you know it's not a terrible strategy. Like it's we'll see. I I I think they needed to shake the you shake things up. They needed to switch gears, and they did. So good move, and we'll we'll see. You know, it's one of those things. Like it is a real thing. We gotta we gotta see how Jalen Brown comes back this year, and how his mentality is with uh, you know, with, with Tatum as well. And they probably gotta lose Brogdon. I would say like it's hard to play for a team that you knew was about to trade you. So yeah, uh, he's probably gonna go somewhere. Maybe they get something back. So, yeah, I think if they can add, like, a nice second guard coming off the bench, then then, I, then I'd like them. I'd, I'd say they look really good. If they can – if they can fix what they have with – I think Brogdon played well this year, obviously. Um, but if they can fix that relationship, if the relationship even, you know, died or whatever, and he can be their point guard and – they can get something. I think, like you said, they needed something. They needed something new. They needed a new a new shine. And we said that we didn't think that that group was was ready or was ever going to win. And you don't break up JT and Jalen Brown. So the one that you, if you got to break that that three up, you you let go of Marcus Smart. I mean, obviously yep. he's a great player. Obviously still, but you keep that Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum duo together and add them someone new and see if that can work. And yep. like I said, do I think it's a Celtics are the favorite? No, but they're going to compete. They, I, they will compete this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they've been right in the thick of it every year, pretty much. So I expect that to be the case. Now let's, uh, let's pivot briefly over to the draft. You know, obviously the NBA draft is fully complete now and Drake's favorite player, Wemby, he went number one. Ooh, bust. 
Me and Drake have strong, different opinions on that. But hey, my opinion what was. What I tell you earlier, don't not start. You better, you better start going on to an, another topic before I bring it up. So Drake brought up that <laughs> before this year, I had never heard of Victor Wimbenyama, even less than a year. It was not that long February. ago. February. February. Fair enough. Well, that's about how that's even early for me as far as learning about a prospect that's not playing in college. So whatever, Drake. But no, you you do not get to put all this hype on his name when you didn't know him until four months ago, Joe. Dude, when you're when you make a conversion, when you have a revelation, you dive all in. <laughs> no. When you're confirmed to the faith, like they don't say, Hey, you ain't you haven't been here since birth. Get out of here. <laughs> You were you were baptized with Wemby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever. It it you know he's gonna it'll be it'll be fine, but he won't be good. All right, Drake, you can die on that hill. So let's let's move on from Wemby though. That wasn't gonna be the main topic here. The main topic was who didn't go number two. The Charlotte Hornets ended up passing on scoot henderson which was who most people pegged i would say at least who most people pegged as the uh as the top or the second best prospect would you agree with that part um i would agree that brandon miller scoot henderson and wemby were top three so you wouldn't necessarily go out on a limb and say scoot was number two i i seen some that said brandon miller was would was the it was Scoot had more for sure, but I did see some that had Brandon Miller at two as well. So, gotcha. Okay, so I guess it was a little bit of a split decision amongst uh, fans and reporters, but the Hornets ended up again passing on Scoot Henderson. My personal opinion is that Scoot is going to be the better player in the NBA, and a lot of that opinion is based on the fact that I personally feel like now and moving forward top prospects that come out of the G league, you can feel a little bit safer about how their game is going to translate. Cause the G league is built for replicating the NBA college. Isn't necessarily always like that, which is fine. It's, it makes college more interesting, but for the G league, that might mean they start developing more NBA ready prospects where you know what their floor is and where they're going to go. And I think scoots going to be a really great player. You said it earlier when we were talking, he's built like a linebacker and, and he can shoot pretty well. You know, he's got he's got some good range. So I like Scoot. I, I think the Hornets should have taken him. I mean, I do. I I agree with you. Um, I like Scoot. Is he going to be that, you know, G League star in the league? Who knows? Um, was it a mistake for the Hornets not to draft him? I mean, obviously – you know, like we kind of talked about, you draft the best player available. Do I think it was a complete miss, like out of left field pick? I don't think it was like that deep. Do, do I think that they picked the better player? No, I think Scoot was is the better player, but um, I don't think it was an awful pick. Like you're just reaching, you know, because um, Brandon Miller had he he was a, a standout. At Alabama, he really he he was he was one of the top collegiate players last year, and Sco- Scoot was one of the best G League players. Like like you said, G League could be 
you know, molding these players into NBA ready players. And I kind of, I said it on before the year too, but I think more talent wise, the G league gets the edge, but I think maybe competition wise, I think college gets the edge probably for sure. So in teams, in terms of like, you know, team continuity for sure. Absolutely. College definitely gets the nod there and there is value to that. I think I'm mostly coming from the angle of like play style as far as college teams, they play different play styles. You know, I'm old enough to remember Bo Ryan's Badgers, Wisconsin Badgers. They played a style to where, you know, they were going to win like 56 to 50 every game. They would let the shot clock go all the way down before trying to score because they wanted to keep those games low scoring. Like there's college teams that play, you know, wacky styles that are, you know, they fit their skill set, but they don't fit, you know, NBA type skill set. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. And like I said, I agree. Um, it'll it'll just be how it plays out. I mean, I'm not person like for myself personally. I'm not. I let the rookies play a couple NBA games before I, you know, oh, like, for sure. Because, like you said, it can be completely different either way adjusting to the nba is 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 huge obviously so you know scoot could come in and go right back to the g league and brandon miller could come in and be a bench a bench player so yeah you you never really know for sure so yeah there's that's definitely a fact that we'll we'll see how these takes end up going but you know, on the flip side, Scoot Henderson is a guard, and he did land with the Trailblazers, who have a very, a very famous, very popular, very good, very great for that. In, for you know, for for that measure, Damian Lillard, they got a great guard. So, I, it kind of makes me think that it is time to trade Dame. It's like you know, now there's really no point in holding on. But but what do you think? What is your final take on Dame in terms of where he's playing next year? He won't. He won't be playing with the Trailblazers. They're gonna let him go. I think you, you know, you have Anthony Simmons. Um, I have Scoot. I think it's definitely kind of like go of Dame. Clearly, he doesn't want to be there. I think this whole loyalty thing there is just—it's it's time for him to. Go get a ring, I guess, and and let the let the Trailblazers build with you know they have a relatively young group of guys there. Nurkic is still he's not old, but he's not young, but good player. Jeremy Grant, I believe, will probably stay. Um, I don't remember who their small forward is, but I I think it's time to let go, Dame. And if you remember back in two thousand eighteen. I believe is when Colin Sexton got drafted. He made his pitch just like Scoot did. He made his pitch to LeBron and LeBron left him. So <laughs> when the when the rookies make their claim to hey star, I know you're in the talks for leaving, but stay and play with me, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> I guess so. I mean now I think about it. <laughs> I mean That's fair. Yeah. But it it is what it is. I I think he I don't know where I see him playing, but somewhere like you know, do the Heat give up Tyler Hero for him? 
You know, I think they um, would. I would if I'm the Heat, hundred percent. If I'm the Heat, I would for sure. You give up like Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and as many Baker picks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Hundred yeah, percent. I'd do that. That's what the Heat need. That's where I want to see him go. You know, again, it would pain me as a Bucks fan to see the the Heat get that powerful, but I, I'd love the move. Now, there is a team that is reportedly not really making any moves. They're not looking to shake it up at all. Steady as she goes, the Lakers are reportedly running it back. They plan to retain D'Lo. They plan to retain Austin Reeves and Rui. Doesn't sound like they have any big moves planned. There's been some slight rumors, but no one like that shocks the world. What do you think, Drake? Is that the right approach for the Lakers? Should they be simply running it back? What do you think? I think they should run it back to an extent, but I think you let go of D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> um, and I think you bring in a – you know, they made some some room-ish. I think they let go of Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley. And, you know, I don't – I know they're going to be cutting some of them role-player guys and bringing in some role-players, you know. They need some shooters. I know Seth Curry is a, a free agent. You know, I – I see him bringing in some some role players and maybe a big, not a big, but like a an okay player, like a, a starter. Yeah. Um, and I think though, you know, like I sent it to you earlier, but a Brook Lopez type of player, and then some role players, and I think they're good. I don't really think they need a huge splash like clear house and grab Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal or Dame. Bradley's already gone, but just like a, that type of player um, or like a Dame, you know, I don't think they need to go that big because like in all honesty, LeBron's leaving after next year. So <laughs> seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Playing in yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Running it back is fine. As long as you switch it up a little bit at point guard, I think it's fine then. I don't think they're winning a championship, but they'll be pretty good again. I mean, you'll never know with LeBron. Nobody thought they were going to make it as far as they did. So, who knows? Who knows, indeed. All right, well, you know, Lakers kind of seem to be showing their cards as far as what they're doing. And again, we're right in the middle of the offseason here, so there's a lot left to come. So we're going to we're gonna kind of make some, some choices as far as who we think should be doing what. So three general categories that we're going to run through. One team that we think should be taking a swing for the fences. They should have all their chips in the middle of the table. We want to talk about a team that should hold steady, essentially run it back from what you did last year, don't shake the boat. And then one team that needs to just tear it down, start all over. Go first. All right. Well, let's let's start positive. You know, let's start with a team that should absolutely swing for the fences and make a big move. I'm going to go with the New York Knicks. I think they should okay. see what they can do to try to bring in another A A level player. See what's out there if you were to flip R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin in a pick for someone good. Should they poke their head in on Zach Levine? Maybe. Should they – I don't think they should get in the Kyrie business, but should they call about 
Harden even. I don't know. Maybe like they should at least have conversations, see if they can add another star to take that next step in terms of their contention. Now, I agree with you, except I think you said the wrong player. Um, think you need to ship Julius Randle and get something big. That's fair. Um, I think RJ Barrett is. Oh, he's good. I would I'm keep. Good. I would keep RJ Barrett over Julius good. Randle. I agree. I was doing it more so from like that's what it would cost for the other teams. Yeah. To I, I. I. Like I said, I agree with you. I would just. I would ship Julius Randle. Um, now. See, swing for the fences and hold steady. I didn't know where I wanted to put this team, but I'm going to swing for the fences because I've said multiple, multiple times to get Chris Middleton, and I think Chris Middleton is still an A-list player. So I think that the Sacramento Kings need to swing for the fences. They exceeded expectations this year. They showed that they have a good group of guys there. Um, Darren Fox can get it done. Sabonis is still a good player. You add Chris Middleton to that mix, who, like I said, I still believe is an A-list player. If not, if you're taking an account last year, he's probably an A-minus, maybe a B-plus player. And you rock with him and you grab some pieces for the bench and the Sacramento Kings need to make a run for in that Western Conference because I, I, I think that they can they can do it. That Darren Fox is an absolute animal. Like I said, Sabonis is Good. If you add Chris Middleton, you're just sitting pretty, you know? So I would say that the like the Kings need to, to swing for the fences. Um they still, you know, Harrison Barnes, like they have a, a, a good core group there. If you pull Harrison Barnes to the second unit and put Chris Middleton in there and you got Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes coming off the bench and you got that, that starting group and, and a great coach who knows what they can do in the Western conference. So I think that the Kings need to swing for the fences. I agree. They were my runner up. You know, I think everything you said, like you're a good team and you know, you need to take that next step because the rest of the West is getting better. And if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So I think, you know, I think they do, need to make some sort of big move, you know? So, and I think the Middleton one's a good one. And even if that doesn't work out, there's still other people you can try to get to. So I think, I think that's a really good one. They were my runner up. Like I said, I wanted to put them at hold steady because I didn't know how much they could, how much room they could play with there, but swing for the fences just because, you know, they've got, they've got a lot of potential there. If they could get a, a leader and a star, another star there. So, yep, agreed. All right. Well, how about hold steady? Who should, uh, you know, who should be really just be steady as she goes on your end? I mean, from from the now, like now standpoint, it's it's got to be the Celtics. I think that like. Everything we've talked about, they've got a they've got a new big three, and I think the only the hole they really need to fill now is point guard. So, like if they can amend the relationship with with Brogdon and he can be their starter, I think that's a fine one. And bring in a a bench a bench player, some pieces, just that 
you know, like I mentioned, Seth Curry, bring in Seth Curry, make some some very small moves, like a small signing like that, but they're fine right where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. That's you know, they're they're in a they're in a pretty good spot. And then I could have went with like a, you know, Oh, the Timberwolves, because, you know, they're not going to be good anyway. So, <laughs> Right. Well, I think the obvious answer is the Nuggets as far as, like, hold steady. So I didn't want to use that one. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. steady as she goes, I'd say for one more year, the Clippers. I don't think there's any move you can make with Kawhi or Paul George that's just that's really worth it. I think your best bet is simply riding out this season saying, rolling the dice saying maybe this is the year that we can stay healthy because you know they did look good to start that series before Kawhi went down and Paul George wasn't even in there yet so it's a huge if with injuries as big of you know as much as that's true for anyone it's true for them more than anyone so I I do understand the risk behind it but I think you at least gotta try like you that was franchise altering moves to bring in Kawhi and Paul George and to, to bail on it a year too early would be a mistake. I mean, they should have had a ring already, in all honesty. They should have won the bubble year if they didn't choke down the 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. <laughs> exactly. but um, They didn't have Doc Rivers then. If they had Ty Lue, maybe they win that. Ty Lue's a good coach. I like I Ty mean, Lue. clearly. But um, how about tearing it down? What team is just reconstructing, calling the foreman, and they're making a brand-new team. Well, I'm first, I'm proud of the Wizards for kind of doing that. It was about time they traded Bradley Beal, and I'm glad they didn't keep Chris Paul because that would have just been a mistake. But a team we've talked about a lot today, the, Bear, the, the, the Bears, <laughs> the Bulls <laughs> need to tear it down. And we've already floated some ideas. I think you've got value out there for Levine. You've got value out there for DeRozan. You're not good. You can't compete. You, sure, you might make the playoffs, but that's it. What are you in the business for here? Is it just about, you know, being a low seed, hanging around? No, it's it's the NBA. If you're if you're in the middle, you're in the worst spot. I. That's a that's a good one. Um. You know, there's plenty. Timberwolves, Pistons, Hornets, Spurs, Hawks, Nets, Grizzlies, Wizards, you know, Pelicans. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's strays, but tearing it down as bad as I wanna say it. Um I think the Mavs need to do it. I think the Mavs need to. Whoa! I I know. I think they tear it down as in trade Luca. Tear it down as in and Whoa. go younger, start rebuilding. Like they're not because they're not building around Luca the right way, and I don't want to see Luca get wasted in Dallas. I hear you, and I did I would tear advocate it down for it. The Mavs that way, because 
just be it's simply because of my love for Luca. But um I just don't think that the that Cuban's making the right moves to build around Luca. I think the the Kyrie trade kind of just messed a lot up there. And I think if you're gonna let Kyrie walk after half a season uh, and you gave up who you gave up and what you gave up and how much money you're you're paying Kyrie, like if you're gonna let him walk after half a season, then you need to let Luca go too because that's a waste of, of talent there because they're not gonna be good next year either. So that's kind of why I went with with the Mavs. Yeah, if I'm Luca, I want that. But if I'm the Mavs, zero chance. Luca's the type <laughs> of player you tear it down for, and he's still super young. You can't. If you're the Mavs, you can't until you're on the brink of him demanding out. You can't just give him up because there's nothing you can get that'll do you any better. So tear it down is in everything else around him. Yeah, and then restart from the bottom. You're better off letting Luca be out there with the third stringers than have him out there with the wrong pieces. So I'm if I'm the Mavs, no chance. If I'm Luca, yes, please. Well, I'm Luca, so yes, please. Wow. So well, fair enough. Let's let's pivot away from the NBA talk now and let's let's take a break with the game. The return of off the dome. Off the dome. Gotta do it. Long gotta, time no see. Long time no hear. <laughs> for this week. <clears throat> but yes, Off the Dome has returned. And for those who may have forgotten, the rules are simple. Each of us have prepared a topic for the other to name blindly or Off the Dome, if you will. One minute each. Don't know until what you're going to be listing. And then you just got to say it off the top of your head no notes no research no nothing no nothing look at your ceiling and say the answer (laughs) all right drake would you like the honors of going first or hosting first well given that you just had a great week in iceland i think you should decide what you would like to do hmm well i'm gonna I'm going to take the bottom of the inning. Drake, I'm going to let you lead off. I'll ask you the questions, and you got to guess. All right. All right. So there's been a lot of news and talk about running backs lately, and we're going to talk about that later too. But today, Drake, your topic is the 10 current biggest running back contracts in terms of total contract money. Ready? Go. (laughs) What? Um... Gee. I mean, biggest running gotta back go, contracts current NBA you gotta go the, NFL. You got to go the best ones, right? You got to go Derrick Henry. Yep. I'm trying to think of our list. Uh, Nick Chubb. Yep. You got 30 seconds. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Who's our list? Josh Jacobs? No. no, not total, not total cash, total contract. Um, fifteen seconds. Jesus. Uh, Mixon. Yes. Um, 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 
Saquon, no, he's player tag. That's time. Well, Drake, you got four. <laughs> I mean, that I was going to get zero. <laughs> so, number one, Kamara. That's the one you missed. Kamara. He's, high, he's highest paid? Highest paid in terms of total contract. Okay. Uh, Derrick Henry is number three. Aaron Jones, okay. number four. You missed that one. Mixon and Chubb, you got both of those. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, um, B. John Robinson, and James Conner. Never would have guessed those. <laughs> the fact that Bijan is on there is nuts. I know. I was just gonna. Um, he's the he's gonna make more cash this NFL season than any other running back in the league. For real? Yeah, due to like you know signing bonus plus salary and the way everyone else is in relation to their contract, he's gonna make more money than anybody else this year. For running. What was backs. your question? What was the question you asked me? So is the 10 biggest uh, contract values for current running backs in the NFL. So like, you know, three-year, $60 million contract, you know, four-year, $65 million contract. So it's like ranking the total value. Okay. I'm looking it up. Jeez. Okay. Um... Yeah, well, the Joe like, Mixon was a complete guess. I just went in my division and was like, oh, well, Joe Mixon. Well, thank you for setting the bar low. <laughs> well, mine's pretty easy. Oh, God. Okay. Mine is NBA, and you're going to have one minute. To list the last fifteen NBA champions. Go. All right. Nuggets, Warriors, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Warriors, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors. Spurs, Heat, Heat, Mavs, uh, Lakers, Lakers. Wow. Yeah, pretty easy. But Let's you go. Went, you went in order and got them all. I had to do in order, otherwise I never would have gotten them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got them all. Let's Go. And should we get one more? Celtics. <laughs> there you go. So Spurs. I typed that question Eat. out before <laughs> the Nuggets won. So it, the Celtics were on the list originally, but Well, I wouldn't have struggled. But you got them anyway, so see, then that's where I would struggle is two thousand five. I wanna say my guess would be Spurs. 2005? Yeah, and then 2004, I think, was Pistons. Three Lakers, two Lakers, one Lakers? Lakers three-peated, right? Or did they go... 
I think so. I don't know. That's where I get fuzzy is early 2000s. But 2006 and onward, I'm good. I mean, pretty easy, right? Yeah, Maybe pretty a easy. Nice, easy one. I appreciate the softball toss. And we had one hey, NBA was... topic, one NFL. So now we can pivot over to NFL football. The NFL. Got to. Yep. And not too much going on, but. Yeah, not not much. So we got to kind of talk about some bad stuff. Uh, of course. That's all our, I mean, that's all there's really going on right now. But the NBA has a gambling problem. NFL. NFL has a gambling problem. Yes, it does. And I was going to make the joke, maybe some NFL players are listening and they're gambling on if Drake's going to do one of those uh, switcheroos with the word. With the word. We say NBA first and then <laughs> one per episode. I'd always do it. I always say the wrong thing. Yep, the odds on you doing it, like for a betting man, like those got to be some good odds. But yes, oh, yeah. the NFL apparently has a gambling problem with their players. I wonder though, is this more on the NFL for not being clear on what the rules are? That's what I was starting to wonder. And then today, you see news about certain players being uh, being suspended because they were betting on the over under for rushing yards for their own team. Like, come on, their some of that's team. just dude. <laughs> What are you trying to be Paul yeah, crew in longest yard and shave points and go play in the longest yard? Come on. Who that was. Um, Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. He bet over under on the, the rushing yards. Yeah. Um, who they, they just suspended what four. And I think there's like 10 players suspended right now. And yeah, I don't – I guess the rule was a little blushy, but why did Calvin Ridley – he got slapped with a, with a full season. Yep. And These guys are getting slaps on the wrist. Yeah, and that was like – Calvin Ridley was like a first offense. Like, you didn't yep. see any, any of that before Calvin Ridley. And that – year after Calvin Ridley gets suspended it's like they're dropping it on everybody so maybe that rule was wishy-washy and not clear or whatever and they just found it in Calvin Ridley and started cracking down on it and now they found you know 10 maybe plus more players who indulge in the gambling and I mean sports gambling as as a whole kind of just it really popped off like two, two, three years ago. So, like, popped off, popped off. Obviously, it's always been around, but yeah. But when it got more legalized at a state level, is when it really started to grow. Exactly. So, I think I still think they're gonna see it in the NFL. Yep. Percent. I get the you betting on your own games. That's awful. You know, like. But Jamison Williams bet on college games, you know? Yeah, that was the... because he bet at the Lions facility, I guess. And not oh, yeah, 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 outside. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think you can do it as long as you're not, quote, at work. Right. So I guess, I guess I get it. 
just like a, it's like having a company mandate or company rules that are, you know, suspendable. Like it's, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is a giant company. But is it suspendable first offense? Apparently. But I don't know, not first offense, but like, like the Kelvin Ridley thing, that was just, did Kelvin Ridley know to an extent he wasn't allowed to do what he did? I have no clue. Yeah. Because, I mean, you didn't see it before that. So, I guess we don't know. But Yeah, and we'll never know. But I think it's something we'll see more and more of as far as these suspensions go. I definitely agree. Because, I mean, why? It's like you look at it and you're like, why are these guys? I've seen a bunch of stuff like that. And it's like these guys are making millions of dollars. Why are they gambling? And that's like asking other millionaires that are doing the same thing. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. It's a fair question on both sides. Like the question and the question of the question. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's something that's not going away. Gambling's not going away. It's increasing sports gambling. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun and a lot of people do it. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to go away. So I don't know what they're going to do about suspensions and everything like rules and and they got to have formal rules. They got to be like, you know, betting, at the team facility on non NFL stuff is, you know, two game suspension, you know, suspension betting, you know, on other teams in the NFL is, I don't know, a eight game suspension betting on your own team is like a year suspension, you know, like they got to have specific ground rules. I, I agree. Yeah. But let's uh switch gears here a little bit. You know, we are, you know, not a lot going on football, but we're almost there. Drake. We're about Almost. 10 weeks away. I can't wait. I 10 can't weeks. Wait. I can't wait Wait either. It's going to be, oh, it's always the best time. You know, beginning of fantasy football, UNXP started talking about that last week, which always gets me itching a little bit. Like I asked you, I said, is it too early for mock drafts? <laughs> and we're getting there. It, it's, we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. So it is still too early for like our formal predictions, but you know, let's at least say, like, you know, we're not talking about a lot in the NFL these days. Who are some teams that we should be talking about that we're not really talking enough about, Drake? And, you know, we'll kind of go back and forth for this one, but I'll, I'll let you start. Who should we be talking more about in the NFL for this upcoming year? Dude, I can't say it enough. The Jacksonville Jaguars are... Dude, they're going to be so good this year. Like, the Jazz, they're just going to be so good. I mean, number one, they're winning the division, so they're in the playoffs. I don't know if you want to see the Jags in the playoffs. Like, you know, that defense, the defense is going to be good. They get Calvin Ridley. Um, it's just another growth year for, for Trevor Lawrence. And I've never been, you know, the highest on the Jacksonville Jaguars because they've beat us in the playoffs and a game where we scored over 40 points. So it's been, it's been a, a hate relationship there, but they're going to be good this year. And I don't see talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and I don't like it because you know what? They're going to be the, one of the teams to beat this year for sure. I'm yeah. I'm sick of I hearing agree. about the chiefs. Whoa. Talk about the Jags. I like the Jags. I definitely do. I, you know, I've talked about it a lot at the end of last year about how, you know, them getting Calvin Ridley next year is going to be huge. They had a nice draft. It seems like 
So, yeah, I, I like that pick. I think the Jags are definitely a team that has a sleeper chance of being a number one or number two seed. So I 100% agree with that. Uh, my first choice for team not being talked about enough. Oof. This is one where I definitely had to think about it. You know, there's some different routes you could go. But I'm going to start with one that's really a deep cut. And I'm going to go with, this might surprise you, Drake, the Carolina Panthers. And the reason I say that is not because I think they're a top 10 team. It's not what I mean. But they are in the worst division in football. And by the end of last year, that defense was elite. And this year now, I, I guarantee you that Bryce Young is going to be an upgrade over last year's quarterback play across Darnold and Baker and whoever, P.J. Walker, they're going to be better there at the very least. And I like some of their offseason moves. I like Frank Reich as their head coach. Maybe they go eight and nine and push for that division. So not like I'm saying they're, you know, wrecking the world, but that, that'd be someone who I feel like can have a nice season this year. Disgusting. Wow. <laughs> How dare you? How dare I what? Go kidding. deep? Um, no, that was... But, you know what? Fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> now, I'm going to go in the same division, and just the team that's actually going to win the division is just way better than the Panthers, and that's the Saints. Um, I think the Saints... Really, for all the literally all the reasons you said, the quarterback play is going to be better. The defense is the Saints defense is, is as a whole is a dog, and the offense, Olave. Hopefully, Michael Thomas will be healthy. Running back wise, right. they'll be fine. Um, yeah, Saints. No. I like that pick too. And I like the saints. They were one of the teams that was in contention for me, even though they're diametrically opposed from my other pick, the Panthers. And you know, I like the saints. I was on the saints last year. And then now this year they got my boy, Derek Carr. So how can I not be on it? And they got my other boy, Jamal Williams. So I like the saints too. That's a good pick. My secondary pick. Oh, it was really tough. I'm going to have to go with, with the Broncos, I I do like the addition of Sean Payton. I think that team is not as far away from being a solid wild card team as people think. Last year, that defense was phenomenal. The offense was simply terrible. And I think with Sean Payton, it'll at least be an okay offense, which if that defense stays the same, that makes them a 10-11 win team. I, I like the Broncos, and I feel like they're not getting a whole lot of attention, and they can be surprising to some people. I like the Broncos pick. Um, I was going to go that route too. Now, I was obviously, of course, like no doubt I was going to go the Steelers, right? But we talk about them all the time. I do. Um, and I was going to go the Bears because I like, the, I like what the Bears are doing. And I just wanted to hear you talk about how bad Justin Fields is. Um but I went with a team that we talk about all the time, but I don't see too much about them, and, and that's the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to be 
very, very sneaky this year. I think their defense is just going to be one of the best in the league. And, you know, offensive-wise, they were up there for not one of the best in the league, but they were they were a very elite offense. And I think adding Smith and Jigwa and Kenneth Walker's second year, um, Geno Smith, spoon. hopefully he's on that. Hopefully he's on that. Um, yeah, obviously. But – Hopefully, Geno Smith on that didn't write back year again. And defensive-wise, can't talk enough about their defense. So, Yep. And yep, obviously, Pete Carroll is just, you know. But like I said, we talk about him all the time, but I don't see much hype about the, about the Seahawks. Then again, in the offseason, the hype's always around the Cowboys and then the top couple teams like the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. So Yep, and I agree. Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the Bengals. So we talk about the Seahawks, but I don't see enough of them. And I think the Seahawks are going to be one of the teams to beat in in the NFC. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. I, I definitely agree with that one. And you're right. You know, we talk about it a lot, but mainstream you don't hear much about the Seahawks, even though they had a really nice season last year and a really good off season too. And, Mike, you would love to pick the Steelers. I'd love to pick the Packers. I do think they fit this category. But for simply mixing things up more, I'm going to – I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I feel like they were a really good team last year. Obviously, limitations with Tua, especially with the injuries. But they were a good team. And they added Jalen Ramsey. And they added Vic Fangio as the defensive coordinator. Like, I like those moves because that offense was nice. And who knows? They might still have another move in them in terms of going to get like Dalvin Cook or something. But either way, I, I like their offseason. And as much as I don't believe in Tua, I think that's a recipe to where that can be a very dangerous regular season team at least. And I think I think Davon A-Chain is going to start running back if they don't get Dalvin. I could see it. I think, I think A-Chain's a – Dog. dog and they want that speed offense outside run game there and that's going to be perfect for him and if you can have i mean mozart's fast obviously um he just he's can't stay injury prone no so he's going to go down and then you got the speed of of hill waddle and who they failed cedric wilson right they've got and they then, had him. I don't know if he's still there. So, yeah, so we'll see. I like it. I like that pick. You know, I like Tyreek. So, <laughs> yep. And you gave three, right? Yep, I gave three. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps, you know, kind of those teams that deserved a little shine, and we gave them a little. So, you know, there you go, guys. Your time in the sun. Now go back to the Shadowland. You've been banished. But there's some players who are currently in a barren wasteland. They're almost exiled, it seems. Still unsigned. we got some big names here, Drake. Big. Still out there. Still out there. So I think we should go ahead and, and give these people a home. I think, you know, we've got five guys here who – 
are looking for a home, and we should give them one. Well, I not start with the obvious and the best one, but let's start with like a lower level player who's not prime anymore, but he still can be serviceable somewhere, and that's Leonard Fournette, who unfortunately I don't know if you've seen, but his car just caught on fire while he was driving it. So I did see that. Good thing he's okay, but team wise, where would you throw Leonard Fournette where you think he could have the most success and help the a team out the most? Ah, this is a tough one because I was kind of thinking about the different fit options out there and what makes sense. Um, I think he could add some value if he went to the Rams. I think they could use another back there. And I think a nice big bruiser might be nice behind an O-line that's not that great. So, yeah, the Rams is kind of who I'm thinking there. I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I like that. You know, I, don't, I don't think that's bad. Um, see, I think for me, I think he needs to go to a team with a good O-line. Um. You know, the the Broncos, their starting running back is going to be Samaje P. Ryan, and I don't know about that. I think if Leonard Fournette was on the Broncos. I think that'd be, that'd be a, a, a solid pick because they, they do have a good old line, and they need some, some help pass protecting. He's a big back. He's a good pass blocker, um, and he can still add some – some at least some value running the ball. Um, so I, I think I would, I'd like to see him on the Broncos. Well, what do you always say, Drake? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I can say he could go to the Bills and play for – They have like eight running backs. Play for the Bills who – yeah, they don't need one. But he wouldn't need to run a lot because Josh Allen is their RB1 and he would just need to protect and catch a couple dump-offs out there and be a dual-purpose back. So, Yeah, I guess so. That they could take some they could take some of that goal line running off of Josh Allen and give it to Big Leonard Fournette. That's what Damian Harris is for. Ew. Not ew. He's good. Yeah, I know. All right. They don't have Devin Singletary anymore either, right? No, but they have no. James Cook still, Naeem Hines oh, yeah. still. Pretty sure they signed Latavius Murray. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't know that. Well, Fully loaded. Broncos. Yep. All right. Let's move over. We could just stay in the the kind of washed up old guys and wow. talk about Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> He should stay home. Old man, go home. Go back to the Cowboys and whatever they'll give you. Um, is that your answer? Yes, that's my answer. That's your answer. Okay. Um, I said the Vikings, but. Okay. Ew. Stay home. Stay I home. Mean, I think the Vikings could get him for pretty cheap, and 
I mean, he could. Okay, actually, you know what? I'll say the Bengals because he could be a backup to Joe Mixon, and they just lost the RB too. So that uh, was a rumor. Still a little very. That's why I, I kind of just thought about that. Like I said, the Vikings be just because they lost Alvin and replacing him with Zeke would be a wash, but. You know, Zeke is still very useful for scoring touchdowns and getting a couple yards and pass blocking. He's not useful for the big explosive plays anymore and getting 100 yards, but touchdowns and first downs, pass blocking. And playing behind Joe Mix as an RB2, I think that would be be fine. Be a, a good option. So... How awesome would it be if you went to a different team in the NFC East, like the Eagles or Giants? I would, if he went to like the Eagles, that'd be good. That'd be good. That would be sweet. (laughs) Good old line. That's, I mean, I'd put him behind Jason Kelsey. Swift and Zeke. Hooey. That'd be a, that'd be good. Agreed. You know what? I'm changing my answer. Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. All right, we staying in running backs, so we taking a detour. Let's take a little detour. All right, let's go with the less interesting one. <laughs> well, go ahead. All right, Jadavian Clowney, former number one overall pick. I really struggled with this one, I got to be honest. Drake, what do you got? No, I struggled with this one too. But it really... I don't want to say it, but I do want to say it. I think you should go to the Bears. Mm. You know, I, I think they have, they still can afford him, and he's still, you know, a good DN. So he wouldn't lead the team in sacks or anything, but he would still help their, their run defense. So, yeah. What I, I mean, really like, wanted to say was like come to the Steelers and, and play for us, but yeah, as a backup. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think I'd say the I'd say the Bears. Hmm. That's not a bad spot for him, honestly. It's actually it's actually pretty good. Thanks. Man. Such a tough one. I do think the Bears is a good pick. I do. But, uh, man, I'm really trying to think of, like, what's the best fit for him? And it's, like, so many places I'm like, ah, they don't need him. They're rebuilding. What's the point? Or they don't got money for him or for whatever he's going to want. Maybe you should go to the Ravens, you know, stay in the AFC North, go over to a team that might need a little bit more help on the line. I think the Ravens wouldn't be the worst spot in the world. No. And – you know, that's already a good defense pretty much all around. So, Yep. Agreed. Could help him out. I like it. And two more. I think we should just get to the exciting one now. Uh, yes. And that's DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, like, everybody knew that that's who we were going to talk about. So, yep. where did you – where do you want to see one of your best receivers land? Oh, I love D Hop. I really do. Where do I want him? See, want to see him land? I mean, I feel like I feel like those seem to be out of the question for some reason up to this point. Where do I see him landing? 
man. He's really going to end up going somewhere where they don't even need him. <laughs> He's going to go somewhere yeah, like that. that already has a receiver or two just because he can and just because he's like, you know what, you guys that waited on me, you're screwed. And I don't think he's going to go to the Bills. They don't want to mess up the Stephon Diggs thing even more than they already had. I could see him somehow making his way uh, making his way to the Chiefs. I could see it. Now, the more I think about it, like Kelsey's there. He doesn't necessarily have to be the number one, but the rest of their receivers are – you know, pretty good, not great. They lost Juju. If his price continues to go down, I think we're more dangerous to living in that world where D-Hop goes to the, the Chiefs. I would absolutely hate that. I would, I would just absolutely hate that. Like, I would love it because that'd be sick, but I would hate that for the league. And the really messed up thing is, like, I completely agree with you. Now... I'm going to say a different answer because, like you said, he's going to go to someone that doesn't need him. You know, um, I've seen some, some dabble on the Cowboys. And I think if wow. you could do D-Hop, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks. Wow. That'd be, that'd be pretty That'd pretty be out of this world. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That's three. You know, Brandon Cooks was a number one receiver for the last yeah. three years. So yep. that's three number one receivers with Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard out there. Yep. And I, I would love that. Like I said, I've seen some some dabble that that he's that that he's going to be visiting there, and Terry Jones is interested in making a splash, but. That'd be probably one of if they did get D Hop. Do you see this actually being maybe the Cowboys here? It could. I'd have to wait to see how their play calling looks under McCarthy. Um, honestly, like that's really the big thing I'd be waiting to see there. And if Tony Pollard can be RB one, like you know, be the guy wear and tear for a full season. So I'd still have question marks. I wouldn't be ready to anoint them or anything, but it obviously makes them better. 100%. That, I mean, that offense would just be sweet. <laughs> it would. It would sell a lot of jerseys. Well, let's go to the boring one and do Dalvin Cook. Yeah, boring indeed. Um, because it's, it's kind of just dragging here at this point. Like, you know, sign somewhere. Like, let's uh, let's go. Uh, I guess I go with the Dolphins. Well, I don't know what's going on. Must be yeah, waiting for I the mean, Dolphins. I guess so. I think the Dolphins are one of them. Um, but I'd say the the Dolphins are again the Bears. Oh wow! The Bears <laughs> miss out on Clowney. Add Dalvin Cook. I still, I mean, Dalvin Cook still, still got some. So something, something, something. Can't something, say what. Something's there. I mean, something. The like, let's be real. The Vikings' O line wasn't good. It's not, you know, and it's not like he was. I mean, awful. But that that line wasn't good. I mean, he's had 
what five straight thousand yard rushing seasons, eleven hundred rushing yard rushing se- one two four straight eleven hundred yard rushing seasons. So with a not good old line. So yep, he's probably he's still got some juice if you can put him behind a good old line. See if he can do something. Yeah. I think he'll be relevant to some degree next year. I'm just not really sure where. You know, maybe he goes and backs up JT. No. No, but it'll be it'll be like the Dolphins or I mean What about the Jags? I did see that would be they're they're so in on Etienne. That's fine. Have them both. Yeah, true. What about the Jets? No, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. I mean, I'm I'm all in on Brees Hall, but he's coming back from that ACL tear. That's what Michael Carter is for. True. But who knows? He, I don't know why he's, why we're, we're we're sitting so long on a on a signing, but hopefully it's something good. Yep, hope so. If he can we'll go to an O line, I think he'll be relevant and he'll have another another thousand yard season. Maybe. That really depends where. But let's uh let's shift gears here and you know get to to wrap up with another classic, another return. We have got a game coming back here, and that is mad fast. So again, Drake's gonna be going in blind here, and I've got a series of yes, no, this, that, true, false questions for him. And he's got to go off the essentially off the dome again. It's a quick gut instinct reaction. No time to think. No time to explain. Got to go there. mad fast. Got to go mad fast. Got to go get it. <clears throat> All right. So the first one, Drake, I think you're going to love this one. At the end of the day, when the dust is settled, who will be the greater all-time Oklahoma City Thunder point guard? Russell Westbrook or SGA? Oh, Jesus. Russell Westbrook. I'm a little surprised by that one. I love that SGA, but Triple Double King was just that era of Russ is just going to be unstoppable. All right, all right. Way to be objective. Who will have the better NBA career, Zion or Wemby? Zion Williamson. Boo. <laughs> Who? Let's switch to the NFL. Who is more likely to miss the playoffs, Vikings or Giants? Miss the playoffs. Uh, Giants. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more likely to miss the playoffs, Chargers or Dolphins? Chargers. Wow. Who's more likely to miss the playoffs, Bengals or Ravens? Ravens. Wow. Just hating on all these former playoff teams. <laughs> wow, Drake. Fine. All right. Really, I was kind of a little surprised by that one. Who's going to have a better season next year, Steelers or Broncos? Steelers. Wow. Who's going to have a better season next year, Steelers or Jets? <laughs> Jets. <laughs> there we go. Go Ratches. Who will throw for more yards next year, Jordan Love or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Wow. Who will throw for more Easy picks money. next year, Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love? Kenny Jordan Love. No, he said Kenny. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right. So 
we all know the AFC is stacked with quarterbacks. So in all, in all odds, someone's going to be left missing a seat at the table. So I've narrowed it down to the, essentially the top five quarterbacks in the AFC, and you've got to choose one to miss the playoffs next year. Josh okay. Allen. Oh, and it doesn't include Mahomes. It's the next best. Mahomes ain't missing. Josh okay. Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, T-Law, or Herbert. Miss the playoffs next year? Yep. Justin Herbert. Who's more? Who's the most likely to never win a Super Bowl? Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Josh Allen. Josh Allen or Lamar? Oh. Um, no. <laughs> Lamar. Won't win? Yeah. Dang. Lamar or Herbert? Herbert. More likely to not win. Yeah. Wow. You're just really pooping on the Chargers. <laughs> Choke job every year. True or false, the, the the Steelers will win 10 games next year. True. Wow. All right, that'll wrap it. That's all That's all I got for you this week. <laughs> that <laughs> – yeah. You know, that was that – was, I liked how you, you did the quarterback stuff. You liked all the choices? Yeah. Good, because, you know, at the end of the day, one of those elite guys is going to have a very disappointing career. Yeah, I mean – and, like, unfortunately, I think it's going to be – Herbert. I think Herbert's a, a good player, but I just don't think the Chargers are it. Nope. But time will tell. Maybe he'll have a Stafford career arc where he eventually gets traded. I mean, probably. He probably will. Yeah. Agreed. But that'll wrap it up, I think. Yes, it will. And this is a good episode. Having Joe back, having me back, back together again. Um, Video podcast coming soon. Very soon, for sure. Not going to say when because we got to live up to it, but video podcast coming soon. Check out the YouTube channel, Mad Talk Sports. It is up. Nothing on there yet, but if you subscribe to it, you'll get that notification when we post our first YouTube video and our first video podcast, which is going to be, it's going to be a good one. I already know it because it's Mad Talk Sports and it's Joe and Drake, so... That's true. But for now, follow our Spotify again, Mad Talk Sports, and check out all of our bar other episodes. It's getting too many to list them all, but one through twenty-seven is there, and twenty-eight will be there by the time you hear this. So check them out. And thank you again for joining in, as always, for the return for Joe and Drake together again, episode twenty-eight. Adrian P- Peterson, we did it for you. We talked a lot of running backs, and it was a good one. Of course, and you might hear or see us next week. You'll definitely hear us. Who knows when you'll see us, but you'll hear us next week at least. The ultimate tease. (laughs) But it's coming, and thank you guys again for, for checking in, and we'll catch you next week.